Hey folks, it's Danny from What's Up World. I want to tell you about a local nonprofit called Awesome Like Anderson and its owners and operators, Andrea and Brandon Gross. Awesome Like Anderson was founded for their son, Anderson, and all of his friends. Their son's diagnosis and the need for awareness brought them to establish the first Jackson County Walks for Autism Awareness in 2023, and it quickly became something much bigger. And Awesome Like Anderson was founded. Andrea and Brandon realized the need for sensory supplies, parental support, and guidance for autistic children in our schools and at home. Their mission is to provide these items at no cost to children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder or special needs. Raising a special needs child comes with overwhelming worry, and Awesome Like Anderson strives to lessen that worry any way they can. Our mission is to give a big voice to our small community by spreading autism awareness through events and donations year-round. For autism support or information on how to get involved, please email us at wagg 825 at gmail.com or message us on Facebook using the link in the show notes below. With the help from local communities, we can show just how very awesome our kids are. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. What's up, world? Danny, coming at you with Big Mike. What's, What's going on, Mike? What's up, world? Uh, we're in the studio, obviously. We've got uh, somebody on the line here. He is a gentleman and a scholar. He is a TikToker with upwards of 150, almost 160,000 followers sweet, on TikTok. Sweet, Uh Mr. Tuck Fard. What's going on, Tuck? What do you say? Not much, buddy. What's going on with you today? Oh, man, I just kind of trudging along with life, you know. I was trying to make a lot of dreams come true on a daily basis and still managing how to figure out how to manage daily life as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, now, probably, you're spent, yes, sir. I'll go ahead. I'm My bad. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I, 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 if you let me talk too long, I won't quit. <laughs> That's fine, buddy. That's cool, man. Let it go, bud. No, you see, I'm just a regular guy with a regular problem. Right. You know, I got truck problems. I got, you know, mental health problems. I got fucking a goddamn truck went down the hill for three fucking years now. <laughs> the broken axle when I was drunk. Oh, God. That's a good fucking truck. You know, these are just, 
everyday American problems. Yeah, no, there's a 5.9 Dodge Ram 1500 down the hill. It's been there for a couple of years now. It runs and drives, but uh, oh, yeah? I got drunk, and I said, I'm going to break this son of a bitch, and God damn it, I meant it. Oh, my God. And I fucking held that son of a bitch to the floor, and I cut the wheel all the way to the left, and the fucking U-joint in the left front flew out the goddamn went well. <laughs> and now it's just been there ever since because nobody's been able to pull it the fuck out where it's at. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you know, you do have that big semi-truck, that monster truck, I mean. That'll pull it well, out. Yeah, but I like it today much. I don't know if I want to fuck it up getting that goddamn truck back up the hill. Well, that's true. That's true. It is and a nice truck. Long, it's sat not, not there long enough now to where it legally can be used to hunt out of. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. if, if a vehicle's stationary long enough, you're allowed to hunt from it. I don't know if I want to move it, you know? Yeah. Great. That'd make a good deer blind. Yeah, I still, he still works. They goddamn power steel pumps out so bad. Oh my god. So let me ask you, I think I I think you said this in one of your videos. Tell us a little bit about where like where you are from originally. I don't think you're from where you're from now, right? Uh, no, sir. You see, I grew up in Woodford County. It's horse country. Yeah, yeah. Where I got the fucking, I hate horses, God damn it! I had enough of them growing up. <laughs> yeah, fucking, and I will tell you another thing. If a woman is into horses too goddamn much, avoid her. Oh, yeah? Because she will leave your ass. She don't goddamn need you. She has horses, motherfucker. <laughs> she does not goddamn need you, and she never will. <laughs> So, no, I grew up in horse country, and then I moved to Lexington, and when I grew up, and that was a fucking nightmare. Fucking, my favorite goddamn nights in Lexington were when UK lost, because it was dead fucking silent. Oh, yeah? I don't care about sports. I just wanted people to shut the fuck up. When they won, you weren't sleeping that night. <laughs> I mean, right by Fayette Mall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck, I don't care about sports. I fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm and not a big sports guy anymore. either. Fucking and now now that whole area is fucked. It was a wind trip off of that yeah. corner of New Circle. Or no, not New Circle. Uh, Nicholson Road and Man War. Yeah. The neighborhood back early back in there. And then fucking we wanted some land, so I moved to uh, the the Lord's asshole right here uh, <laughs> on the Gracie County, Hardin County line. Oh, and man, now now I've been here for seven years. I'm more country. I feel at home though. You know, like I felt kind of out of place in the high polluting Woodford County. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I was, yeah, now I've seen a lot of goddamn shit, brother. I, well, yeah, I've watched your video. I've followed you on TikTok for a long time. I don't know exactly how long you've been on TikTok and making these videos, but I've followed you for a very long time. Uh, I, I, I think people may get the, the wrong idea about you because of the the way you look and and, uh -huh. and the things you say but you're actually a very intelligent person that's what impressed me uh more than anything is that you actually know a lot about a lot of stuff yes sir that's a classic red herring they think they've approached the dumbass so when i say something smart it's like <laughs> <laughs> and they can't goddamn handle it that's my niece brother yeah yeah. I can do both. yeah i love seeing stuff like that uh, yeah well you know you know you can't let them anticipate the next move yeah, yeah. And brother, I am coming. Huh? I'm coming hard. You doing what now? I, I said you can't let them see you coming, and brother, I am coming. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm coming hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've definitely garnered a, a huge following on TikTok. Uh, and me being from Kentucky, too, or both of us, me and Mike, both, uh, I always like to see people from my my state do good and everything and i i want to wish you all the best and I'm, I'm sure you'll blow up sooner or later it's just a matter of time well man i appreciate it i tell you if joe biden didn't drop you didn't fucking tell these goddamn social media companies what to do i'd be a lot further along the way by now but i fucking knew i fucked up when i goddamn i made my first joe biden joke on tiktok and within 24 hours my account died. Really, it man? For two fucking years, it was it was the most crooked game of bullshit you ever seen in your fucking life. Uh, and then it be, it was just kind of I fucking hate the goddamn TikTok algorithm and the motherfuckers who wrote it. And by God, uh, this is a game to me now. I'm serious. It's a game to me now. I've been sitting out here in my goddamn trailer just fucking with some nerd in California. Right, this fucking algorithm had to uncancel myself for years now. I was account restricted for two years. Oh, you know, really? That pissed me the fuck off. Every time I'd make a good stride, my account would just die. Uh, you know, like really, my my entire I got I've got like one hundred and twenty to eight thousand followers now, and most of them came from just strides with individual videos. Like I get twenty thousand followers on a single video. Yeah, yeah. Thing. like your mass isn't built in these everyday things. It's like the successful videos. And then for two years, if I broke 10,000 views on a video, it was getting flagged for something, you know, and I just saw how crooked this goddamn game is. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe in my heart of heart that them motherfuckers that are working with the Biden administration want to be working with the Biden administration. They ain't being told to. But on the off chance that the whole thing flops. Those companies have it written so that they can legally say, well, he violated this, he did that. They've left enough wiggle room there to where you can succeed. You just have to play it by their rules. So I've been fucking with figuring out what their rules are. They're not very transparent with it. I've been doing that for fucking years. I know what the goddamn fuck I'm doing. <laughs> they pick me off. I swear to God. And every time I get a video flag now, I'm like, all right, you son of bitches, I'm coming for you. And I just fuck with them some more. And then when all else fails, I just take a shit. Literally, you post a fucking good projectile shit on there and you're hitting 100,000 goddamn views. You know, if brother. you have it in the first little bit there, you're going to hit 100,000 views. I fucking threw a turd up there and they covered it and it still goddamn got 100,000 fucking views, motherfucker. It's my sobriety turd. You see what happened? I'm here fucking off the Yeah, no, that's a, that's a real life of addiction. Anybody who's really fought their way through addiction knows what I'm talking about. There's going to be a window oh, yeah. of time where you don't shit right, and then there comes a goddamn log. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, this time, for me, I was in a camper. So this monster <laughs> fucking turd hit that flap at the bottom of the fucking toilet, dude. It hit that flap instead of just going down the chute, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I once I, I had to fucking crown it a little bit, really. I had to sit there and kind of pucker my ass a little bit to get it to crown. And fucking starts coming out, and then my stomach just involuntarily fucking bore down, son. <laughs> and it's off to the races. And I feel like, uh, what's his name on, on uh, South Park? Where he's like, hot, 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 hot. I was dead, dude. But then I feel this turd hit that flap. 
<laughs> and it's not budging, dude. And I can't let out of it. Like, my muscles are just worn out. <laughs> and I pushed, and we fought, and then that turd buckled. And the tip of it slid just like a fingertip down the cheek of my ass. And that's why, if you go back to the slide, the Biden video, that turd just got that very quick ice cream cone, got a swirl at the top. It went down my ass cheek. Oh, my God. But that's reality of addiction, bro. You have these sorts of fucking issues that come out of it, and they're issues you wouldn't anticipate. Yeah. Know? I feel, hey, this is Big Mike. Uh, I was addict too, man. And uh, when I come off OCs, that's what happened to me, brother. I relate to you that know, all the way. Real. Like, why are yeah. we talking about this? For sobriety turned awareness. Yes, sobriety yeah. turned awareness. I love it, bro. I've never heard that in my life. Fuck it. I made that up. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I tell you, do you know, I, are you familiar with dope meth? Yeah. Uh, you know how you know what a dope part is, then? Oh gosh. Yeah, well, there are people out there that don't know what a dope part is. Like in the fact that it exists, it's fucking wild to them. Tell, tell them all about it. It's not damn dope part. See, most of your meth, anybody experiences it, it comes in your shit. So right. you make your your fucking shit smell like a goddamn firestone factory. Oh yeah, it smells it like it smells like burn ass chemicals. It does. Like it's like a fucking burnout or something. <laughs> but anyway, I would take all these goddamn dope shits in this camper. And fucking when I let her go down the hill, I spit the whole holler smelled like dope part. <laughs> whole holler. The whole goddamn holler smelled like dope part. You, you want to do it before it rains. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm crying over here. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's turned 40, them I'm pull the paint off the walls, you hear me? Oh, man. Whew. Well, let me How's ask you. for a fucking podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, uh, what, just so people get a sense of, of who you are I mean, and your idea behind this, what made you, like, have you always been this funny of a guy and just saw TikTok as, like, the platform to maybe skyrocket? to stardom or any type of fame that you wanted i mean did you do anything before tiktok is in 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 this type of this type of way well i'll tell you man uh it's kind of been a weird kind of perfect storm because you know as a kid you know i fucking autistic as fuck dude and then it became over a course of time a set like from the outside in assessing the interactions of other people i observed and i figured out how to kind of act well enough because my brain didn't want to do it i act well enough to fit in and then i realized uh, at some point that i'm never gonna fit in but if i stand out in a good way then you do fit in by default and it was just this huge journey where i wanted to be funny i liked making people laugh yeah. and then i kind of just figured out the formula for being funny uh, and I just enjoy it because you know what? Like, make a motherfucker just laugh his goddamn ass off. This feels good. Yeah, it, gives, it feels good. It gives me a heart, a heart on. You know what I mean? A heart, heart on. on. Yeah, like a little yeah. heart bonus. <laughs> it, it's fucking. I enjoy it. Like, it's kind of stuff for me. Like, uh, heart on. But I feel good about it. I feel good. I fucking feel like I, I have a ten foot pecker right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel good about this. Now, I enjoy this. Fuck. And then it got to a point that. I see, I blew up on TikTok. I made one TikTok and it sucked. It fucking sucked. But my aunt used it to take cute little videos of her dog. Yeah, yeah. She's like, look what I've been fucking with. I was like, oh, snap, that's cool. That's dumbed down enough to where I can do it. I don't <laughs> yeah. use Instagram. I can't figure them out. I fucking hate them. They get over, I get overwhelmed with it. Fuck it. 
the TikTok was dumb enough to where I could figure it out. And then I made a second TikTok. Yeah. And then uh, the next morning, uh, my wife and I were in the car on our way somewhere. And my mom called my wife uh, and told me to, my aunt called my mom, who then called my wife, who told me to check my TikTok. <laughs> and it was just blowing the goddamn fuck up. And I got 13,000 followers off of my second video. Wow. And off to the races ever since. I don't know how I did it. No goddamn clue. I think it was kind of a struggle up. I wouldn't be able to do it now, I don't think. But fuck, I'm here. Let's fucking deep around the park, you know? Fuck yeah. Fuck them. They fucked up when they fucking let me do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. Now, motherfuckers. Does the comedy help in keeping you in your sobriety? Did you kind of use that to, to get sober? Or, or just in general, how did you get sober? Uh, how did I get sober? I overdosed. Oh. Uh, yeah, and they thought it was fentanyl, and I got eight doses of Narcan. Wow. Uh, mm. Well, they first they showed up, and they gave me ammonia through the nose. And at this point, like, I was kind of almost conscious, but I couldn't control my muscles. Like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Uh, I could not take a breath. So I'm just taking, just fighting to take a little bit of breath. They give me the ammonia, and it burned like hell. I sat up and went right back out. Wow. I got Narcan four times through the nose, four times through an IV. Uh, and I had an out of the, I had two near death experiences. Uh, so my pineal gland fucking fired off twice in like 20 minutes, mm. but I had the out of body experience where you float up, you look down and I saw myself laying there dead and I said, Oh my God, that's you, dude, you dumb motherfucker laying there dead with your little girl asleep on the couch in the other room over some goddamn drugs. Yeah. And then I back in and they're working on me and shit. Uh, and then I had the going toward the light thing. And I'm not lying to you. This is what happened. This is what I remember. It's going to sound stupid or cliche or whatever. I was going to, and it wasn't necessarily a light. It was almost like an overexposed picture. Like there's stuff going on. You kind of see it. You know stuff's going on, but it's too bright to really see. You're kind of, and then. I, it was almost a telekinetic thing. My grandpa, who passed away, that means more than me, more meant more to me than any other man in the world. He somehow told me, uh, "Don't fuck up. Like this is this is just your last chance. Get your shit together." Kind of thing. It was just yeah. an idea. It wasn't necessarily words. It was like, "Get your shit together. It's your final fucking warning." And I, and somehow I kind of came back to. I was in the hospital, and I was really goddamn mean to the paramedics, man. I thought they were coming at me sideways, but really, I was just high as fuck. You know, I was mean as fuck to them. Like, I really want to apologize to those dudes, but they saved my life. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm still here, and I realized I, I'm not doing that anymore. The whole, my little girl's in the other room. Uh, I almost lost my life. Uh, and it just, I really, it was a moment of clarity of how stupid, how foolish this all is, you know? What what's really the brass tacks of what's going on here? And I never touched it again. But the only reason why I was able to do that is because my wife and my mother waited on me hand and foot for fucking weeks because I was fucked up. Yeah. If I had to rely on a job, if I didn't have people to wait on me fucking hand and foot, and then to be there and make sure that I'm sustainable as I get clean, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I had tried and failed to quit multiple times in the past, but I was in this position 
Well, I'd fucking lied about doing drugs. Nobody knew I was doing drugs. Nobody knew I was on drugs. Yeah. And now here I'm being found in an overdose situation and shit. But the whole time, the fact that I'd hit it uh, meant that I couldn't kind of ask for help. I'd had fucked up. I'd done it before, got caught doing it, quit, got back into it. And I was worried I couldn't just come out and tell the truth until that sort of shit fucking happened. But I wouldn't have been able to do it if I hadn't been supported to that extent. And I don't think a lot of people understand how serious that aspect of it really is. Yeah. Mike's sitting here shaking his head the whole time you're telling that because Mike has got a very similar experience and he'll, he'll tell you about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I, I did meth for five years, man, the crystal and, uh, it, it did something anyway out of brain aneurysm. So when it, with that, I went straight to the hospital, demobilized bro. And then, uh, got to come home from UK and had a uh, stroke. So same side of my body. Went to St. Joe Central. Uh, stayed in there for a while, man. And uh, got out on Easter. Come home. Three days later after Easter, started having a heart attack, dude. And when I got to the hospital, like you were saying, like I had that experience where I was looking at myself and I'm I'm talking to God. Like, I'm like, I'm dying, ain't I? But then it got real somber, and the little girl come in with fourth-degree burns from water in the ER in the next room. You know, there's only a curtain, and that's when everything, bro, got so quiet, man, and I heard this little kid crying. They're trying to set the IV pick, and uh, I just told God, man, I said, man, kill me. I've wasted my life, and uh, somehow... After that, man, they took me to do the brain scan to see how much blood was still on my brain. They come back. Needless to say, the doctor's like, I don't know what you want me to do. Here's UK's picture. He puts it up there and looks at it. My brain scan. Can't see my brain blood. St. Joe Central, it's real patchy. Just a few little spots you could see my brain. Then his MRI, like uh, three days later, the one he took, you could see my brain perfect. And then he goes over to the heart monitor thing. He's like, see this? You were having a heart attack when you come here. Wow. He was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, if you want to stay, you can. But if you want to go home, dude. And I hadn't walked during all this, but I walked out. You know what I mean? To that hospital. It, it was nuts, man. It was a very surreal moment. So I, I totally get what you're saying with that. Yeah, it's a second chance thing. It was a moment of just clarity of, you know, where, I'm, uh, the, where I really am. One thing that this shit does is it takes over your brain. It is not a second. It comes before food. It comes yeah. before sleep. You know, and it's just you get so far gone that you are not in the fucking real world anymore. No, you're in you're in like some other type of spirit world or something, dude. Uh, this is a thing that I've I've brought I've seen brought up uh, in in other videos uh, the the periods of fasting and sleeplessness yeah that we didn't realize that we were necessarily doing yeah can still have a toll you know we just were denied the food and denied the sleep like there may we may have a sort of different thing going on here just be, based on the stresses we put our body through that we just too high to realize right. That's amazing. It's a, it's amazing that that so much damage is being done, but you're totally unaware of it. Kind of, I guess. You, yeah, you're in another world, like you said. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it, the pleasure receptors in your brain 
if you graph it, you have like at the bottom on the first sheet of paper, you'll have you come up maybe an inch, you got six, a few inches more cocaine. And then in order to accurately graph it, you'd have to go up multiple sheets of paper to another pinpoint because it's just it's on a different level. Yeah. This was made by Nazis, you know, like, oh, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out how in the fuck people keep figuring out how to get to do it, you know, because it's not a moron that figures out. No, the the chemical processes of these things. Like somebody that has a lot of knowledge is teaching people. Oh yeah. What do you think? Maybe like a thinning of the population type deal. Well, I think honestly, a lot of these uh, pandemics and epidemics are manufactured. You know, what I mean, if they right. enable rural rural areas, uh, they they gotta have their vice, right? Because honestly. People like me would be the hardest motherfuckers to control, you know, in a, in a, in a fucking military state, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but like there was, a, they almost didn't, wasn't there some weaponization of, of crack epidemics and stuff in the eighties in inner city? Yeah, like, it was. I remember that. Yeah. 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 They absolutely was. Uh-huh. So what, why wouldn't they do it in an, in a rural area as well? Yeah. Right. You know? Well, generally, rural areas are healthy. They can be real dangerous to an establishment. You almost have to have something where they can weaken themselves. Well, when you're talking about rural areas, especially in Appalachian regions, you're talking about the same people that is going to be the first ones to pick up their pew pews and go fight against tyranny and stuff like that. So that may be something, the reason why they, they don't want to do anything about it because it's taking out the good old boys. All right. You know, it real God's honest truth. It does, and I think honestly, if you go to any area of any people, there are efforts done to keep them weak. Oh yeah, absolutely. You oh, know, I inner cities, there's different. It's just different drugs. Yeah, you know, but it, it, everything they they want to keep people weak enough, and that's why I think our food stamp program is so much goddamn garbage. Yeah, you know, it doesn't teach thrifty spending. It's not like you have this amount of stuff you can buy. You know, like it doesn't teach healthy eating. Yeah. What does that create? That creates people. Not everyone who uses food stamps is go- are going to abuse them. Right. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You know, it's very realistic. Oh, yeah. Like, you've got the sodi pops and the this and that. Well, guess what? That person ends up unhealthy as fuck. And if they're not buying their food, they're not paying for their medical expenses. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, now you've just got somebody that's just a robot that's just dependent on this system. You know, they, there's no way for them to gain independence once they get so far. Uh, you know, I think the food stamp program personally should be based off of uh, who's able to get off of them. Yeah. Not how many people we're putting on. Yeah. But how many right. people did we manage to get to a point where they no longer need them? It's about that's what that's for. Is a rehabilitation sort of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you agree. know, I, everybody has a hard time. You know, I had we had Wick for my my wife and daughter. I'm not yeah. knocking these systems. I'm just saying the way they're set up is awful crooked. Because yeah. if you want people. To be sustainable in a lower budget, in order to get them started in their budget, they should know how to go in there and maximize the thriftiness of what they're <coughs> buying. You know, you don't need Captain Crunch. You can get shredded wheat for cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's a generic brand. You got max right. calories. You got shit that's going to stick with you. You know, and then people can learn their budgeting. They get healthier at the same time. But instead, it's just fuck it. What if you have whatever you want? You know. Yeah, there there needs to be some type of incentive. To getting off for of food stamps or WIC or something yeah, like that, something cool. to build forward to, you know. But they they kind of see it as a, 
I don't know. Maybe they they kind of use it as a trap. Maybe. Well, if you get if you uh, fucking feed a bear enough times, it quits hunting and yep. just eats out of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's what we're seeing here. You make people just comfortable enough, but they're not good enough to get ahead. You that's know true. what I mean? Like you, these the fucking these programs make you comfortable. They should be a little uncomfortable to want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but they make you so if you get Section Eight housing and then food stamps and then disability and then and you start totaling all this stuff up, you can absolutely survive comfortable enough. And then you have no reason to strive for more. Mm-hmm. You are just okay in your position, satisfied. Uh, and then you, you, you have explained it well enough. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. You, yeah, yeah. You, you have no desire. To, you're comfortable enough. It takes away any interest in doing any better. You could, but fuck, why would you? You know, it's just that first little layer uh, of people being comfortable is all you need yeah. to get them to just well, and that, then I, th- I think that's inevitably the, the ultimate plan for the government is to pussify America and to make them completely reliant on the government for everything and then once they achieve that goal it's going to be to disarm the citizens you know because you know who did that yeah go ahead you know who did that you know who killed this fucking country? Who's that? Barack fucking Obama. I, I, in my heart of hearts, I think that man is a Muslim. And I think that the Muslim state, if you will, because let's be real here, we've got the Joshuaid and the Taliban and ISIS and this and that, you know. So all the assholes in the past stretch have been Muslim extremists. Not all Muslims are this way, but their extremists are the extremist extremists. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're ready to strap a bomb to a kid and send it out there. They're playing by different roles, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, what, what I, I think he's a fucking Muslim, and he, you know, he, the AK forty-seven run-in praise la 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 approach is not going to get that done. But if you get a guy who's smart enough and can talk well enough, yeah, fucking prop him up just enough, you can get him in office for eight years, and then you have moments like when I had a son. He would be like Trayvon Martin. And let's be real, that was a self-defense case in the, in the state of Florida. And by law, they knew it was. Mm-hmm. On the absolute the brass tacks of this, in black and white, it was a self-defense case. That boy was on top of the man, pummeling him. And it was dumb that we got here. That should have never fucking happened, but that's what happened. By the law that we abide by, that's a self-defense situation in the state of Florida, open shut. Done. Yeah. But then yeah. he fucking pushed it. This is why he should be charged with some shit. If Donald Trump's getting January 6th charges, Barack Obama earned him tenfold because oh, he yeah. pushed that shit. He got on and riots ensued. People died. Cities were burned over this shit. And it, then later on down the line, CNN comes back and says, hey, uh, we want to apologize. This is after all the fires went out. We want to apologize. We fucked with that 911 call a little bit to make mm-hmm. it sound more racist. We're sorry we did it. Actually, we also lightened George Zimmerman's picture to make him look whiter. He's half Hispanic. Yeah. You know, and he also tutored underprivileged black children in his spare time. And he also took a black girl to prom. Sure did. And we just wanted, we needed a bad guy. Sorry. Yeah, and they, then, don't, they don't want anybody to know all that stuff, people though. Not, people didn't care anymore. They didn't give a shit about it. Like, it had done, the bottle rocket, it's done. We were on to the next crisis. And, but it, the cities were still burned. Yeah. 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 But nobody cared. CNN doctored the fuck out of it, admitted it. Told everybody. They were like, oh, you 
bastards. And then we just went on. <laughs> yeah. It, but it, then it, fucking they pussified everything. It, you're exactly right. It's crazy the state of the country right now. I mean, the entire world, really. People's lost their minds. Uh-huh. And at this point, man, I, there was, I, I get half-tempted to be like, oh, shit, I could put my phone in the car at night. But, you know, in the 1960s, motherfuckers were like, oh, I hope the government doesn't wiretap my phone. And now it's like, hey, wiretap, can you play Careless Whisper, please? You know, there's no way around. They can, they can, yeah. like, we've already signed it away. I don't even know what the goddamn terms and conditions on all these things are. Oh. You know, and then they can sell information to each other. You fucking think active advertising and AI isn't listening to us right now, listening for keywords and phrases to report back to Big Brother? <laughs> and all, if all else fails, there's a motherfucker at Fort Knox right now with an iPad in his hand that can go enhance. And look at me right now. Like, the, the jig is up. Yeah, so I don't even fucking right. try to hide anything anymore. Like, I'll straight up look at my phone and start talking to the Fed Boy in it. I'll be like, all right, Fed Boy. I'll just look at my God because he's fucking you. I'll point him at the goddamn TV and watch a movie with him. I just turned my I'll phone on. All right, Fed Boy. I'll get on the porno. Fucking, you can. You leave it up if you want to. It's gonna be you're gonna see my wiener again. <laughs> I talked to him. Fuck it. Like let's just accept reality for what it is. The jig is up. Do you think like and then oh I've talked about this. Motherfuckers have so many holes in their plans. They're like, I'm gonna run out in the woods and hide in a cave. It's like, okay, they done run LIDAR over it. You know, they know that cave is you're just putting yourself in a goddamn barrel right now. <laughs> and then they're like, I'll go out there and shoot me a deer. It's like, brother, I have I have gotten high on crystal methamphetamine and drove around for hours <laughs> with spotlights and not seen a goddamn deer when they should have fucking been moving. It's not that fucking easy. <laughs> no, no shit. No shit. I used to know a boy that he, he told us one time that he'd give us a goddamn gram of meth for every deer we brought him. <laughs> and we hunted our hearts out, brother. We rode hunted the fucking... We couldn't see nothing. We couldn't find a goddamn deer. <laughs> a gram of meth for Maybe every it's deer. for the band. But it's not going to be that fucking easy. And then you got, of course, naturally, uh, you know, people are like, well, you can survive three days without water, three weeks without food, three months without food. Healthy people can, not me. God damn it. If I get angry after hours, we're going to fight. You know, like, I'm not going to be thinking inherently clearly. I'm going to be an easy fucking target if I don't get a Slim Jim or something. You know? Oh, my God. Oh, man. You wanted a fucking show, brother. You got one. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, earlier this year, we lost power for three goddamn days. And by the end of it, I was so fucking mad because I hadn't slept well in three days because my CPAP won't run. <laughs> you don't have electricity. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's important for us to, if we're going to be effective, we've got to remain humble. we got to know our limits. That's why, you know, if people be like, oh, you fucking, uh, you worried about this today? What are you running from? I ain't running from a goddamn thing. You know, I don't, the only thing I run from is the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking fuck with it, you know. Like we're gonna fucking we're gonna shoot out right the goddamn fuck here, or we're not doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I ain't fucking going nowhere. I'm gonna hunker down. <laughs> and, and here's another thing: like a lot of these TikToks I make talking about the very real how fragile things really are. People come in there and they want to be an asshole and say, "No, it's not like it is like that." And yeah. I don't really mean fuck all to me. 
Dude, there is a 15-foot wide access to my property, and that is goddamn it. And I am looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I am in a good position to survive. This is not for me. You know, this is for this is for these people in the urban areas. That, hey, pull back a few boxes of granola bars, bro. You know, like, <laughs> or the idea that watch out because when, if you do not have an arm, you know, a pew pew. Well, guess what? Somebody around does. When they want your goddamn can of corn, they're going to come get it. <laughs> Hide the can you know, of corn, Myrtle. What are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah, you yeah. know, and for fucking 10 goddamn years since Obama, he's been, he's smoothly told everybody just to be a bitch. It's okay. Let your hair down, baby. <laughs> yeah. And now look at it. That's the truth. We got fucked. And the whole time, here's what fucking pisses me off. The whole goddamn time, if you said, hey, I think it's awful weird that he sent them all them goddamn French francs. You think he'd have just wired that fucking money? You know, if the same cash would have been illegal in American dollars, why don't you just wire it? No, a pallet of French francs. <laughs> a fucking group that, that supports the Democratic Party. It's like, this doesn't look crooked or nothing. But you know what? If you said anything, you were a racist. If you only hated him because he was black. You know, and it's like, no, I'm goddamn not. I'm really actually a nice guy. I hate how this is going to go for a lot of y'all because I know y'all are prepared. Not you, you, but yeah, yeah. like you, some people like, it's not that he's black, it's that he's fucking us. Everybody yeah. in and this is how. And they're like, you only say that because you're. No, okay. Well, now those people are going to be in that 80% when the shit hits the fan. They get popped by some motherfucker down the street because they wanted the can of corn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. And right. I'm fucking going to be fine, you know? Yeah. That, you're speaking the truth, man. And I think that that right there, what all that that you just said is the very reason why. I mean, you look at you look at the, uh, uh, these people that that's out here speaking the truth. Every one of them is very popular because there's so few that's got the balls to do it. You know what I mean? And just like I said earlier, when people look at you, they don't expect the things that's going to come out of your mouth. So when you take somebody that, that has had the type of past that you've had, the upbringing that you've had, the experiences that you've had, and then you start popping off with all this knowledge and all this intellectual thoughts and stuff that you have, people have no choice but to listen to it. Yeah. You goddamn right. And I'm tired of being quiet because the entire time Barack Obama was president, you could not say a fucking thing. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. you want to, you know what? And I think we covered it. We have shot a podcast of mine and I, I, I kind of brought this up on it. I think it'll come up there. But there was a shining moment of hope. And I hope this message re reaches this man. I was down because the world fucking sucks because everybody's a fucking bitch. And then I watched one of Tom Segura's stand up. Yeah. He got up on that stage, and he was just a little racist. But everybody knew exactly what the fuck he was talking about, yeah. and they didn't have a choice but to laugh. And then everybody looked around the room and saw everybody else laughing and just kind of sighed, like, oh, God, we can laugh again? You know, he mm -hmm. just he was, he yeah. was able to break the ice when it was taboo territory. But yeah. he did it so flawlessly yeah. that, I, we, that it, we kind of started this wave of being able to talk more stuff like that was a pivotal moment when i saw that i really i really feel like com comedy is going to and it may sound funny to say this no pun intended but i really feel like comedy is the way to bring back people's balls i mean i yeah. really do you know you can just like you said with tom segura 
I know, I know the 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 bit that you're talking about that when he said that, and people, it gives people an out to laugh at stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are so pent up and and so uh, walking around on their tiptoes that when you bring somebody like Tuck Fard or Tom Segura and they 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 dumb it down for right. society, it makes it okay for them to laugh at it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I hate this goddamn fucking system, and I want to bring it the fuck down. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm the most American motherfucker you have ever seen in your goddamn life. I know you are. Okay, I love my country so fucking much. But we have reached this point where myself and a lot of other motherfuckers are like, well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, like there was a time when words did hurt, you know, the whole sticks and stones may break my bones. And now people are getting to the point where like, wait, we're all getting in, we're all infringing each other. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, like people are starting to wake up to this, this whole game of you just turn each other on each other. And then you end up with a bitch made population that couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag, you know, but the, it's kind of getting to the point where it, there's no choice but for it to shift because the people who want us to shut up can't do a goddamn thing about it. You know, like they're just not equipped for it. You know, like we want to go take California right now. Who's going to fucking stop us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sitting ducks, they are. One thing, this is food for thought. I want to get this message out there because I wonder if this might be true. If you watch the news, Joe, that's fucking Joe Biden run this fucking show. You know what I mean? The other day when somebody fell and he was like, oh, it wasn't me this time, they staged the fuck out of that. They were like, oh, good job, Joe. You told a joke. You still are there in your brain. He's not running the fucking show. No, I don't like that. He's not running the show. And they're not even trying to cover their lies anymore. Corinne Jean-Pierre won't answer questions. You do. If Look, if I need a lawyer, I'm getting Corinne Jean-Pierre because that bitch don't say nothing. Hey, she's slick. I mean, I can't stand she her. Is, she's it, slick. But, but you know what I mean? So, But they're not even trying to hide this shit anymore. And that's not sustainable long term. Do you think they really believe they're going to have a blue wave in this next election, this next presidential election? After that? Yeah. After that fucking show, you know, unless the, the what I get presented here is different than somebody in fucking Washington, which we'll delve into that as Washington State. We'll delve into that as well. Yeah. Okay, but I wonder if we haven't already crossed some sort of environmental tipping point where there's an in- inevitable thing coming. Like, are we just too far gone and the richest minds know it? Yeah. And now there's some mad scramble for resources before inevitable, you know, cooking of everything. Maybe they're just trying to get some shit together, hide in the mountain, and then let everything burn for 10 years. That's, and we are just stuck squabbling with each other over some semantics. Yeah. I've seen that rich people on, the, on bunkers, right? Shit like that. Rams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know but what the fact saying. that, like, they're just outright, <laughs> they'll, look, they'll look at us and be like, fuck you. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, like, I don't like the NRA right now. Uh, like I fucking paid them a lot of money for years yep. to keep this from happening. I, there's tyranny going on, brother. That's where I gave them money for. Mm-hmm. And that's there the whole negotiating rights away thing. I, I think right? like, I'm disappointed in the NRA. Oh, I am too. I am too. I've been a uh, lifetime we, member. They talked the a lot of shit. I talked a lot of shit for them. <laughs> yeah. and, and we're still here. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to take an uprising, I believe. And I, I believe that uh, the blue-collar community has had just about enough. Yeah, well, here's the problem, man. We know the military is sworn to uphold the Constitution and not to turn. You know, like, we know this. Oh, they're going to raid the bunkers and go home. Yeah. But 
a couple little piss ants that you tell them, okay, you code this AI real quick, and we'll take care of you. And then he codes it, and then they don't take care of him. But that's all it takes, just fly drones around with thermal and just waste whatever, you know? (laughs) Or they want us, this is another thing, they want the populace to throw the first punch. If they throw the first punch, then we can fight back and everybody else can stay out. But if we throw the first punch, they call NATO. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We should no longer exist. Because this Trump, Trump asked why NATO exists, it was the whole was it was it the whole Russians back out of Germany in the early the Soviets, the whole Soviets back the Soviet Union no longer exists. Why does NATO? It's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's to hold Russia, the hold Russia Soviets out of Germany. Soviets no longer exist. Why do we still have this? Yeah. But now, if we try to retake our government, they can just be like. What's up, other countries? It's the soldiers. <laughs> and now we have a whole world worth of military mm-hmm. fucking with us, and we have a lot of resources, brother. There are a lot of motherfuckers that are going to want to piece this pie. So you're going to have motherfuckers following in, and then you've got these little dickweeds that'll hit a button in an office somewhere and yeah. just destroy everything because they have they don't they they suck. Yep, pretty much. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So we have to be tactful about everything. Yeah, you do. They are too. So we've got to be up on our game. It's all about. It's. I mean, everything that the that the that these people are doing is a tactical maneuver against the United States citizens. I believe uh, every decision they make is 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 thought out, pre planned, and stuff like that. What and they'll think, well, if we do this, what's the end result in ten, fifteen, twenty years? Are we going to have these people where we want them, where we can control them? We're at a place now where we have to question reality every single day. We get fed all this information through our phones that we stop even realizing what's directly going on around us. And when I go to the store and come back, there is no goddamn sign of Israel or Palestine. I've never been to Israel. I don't know what the place fucking looks like. I don't know what really happened over there. Right. But I am stressed about all this shit going on. But really, if you get down to it, I don't see a fucking sign of it around here other than the fact that I'm fucking broke. <laughs> oh man i mean for real yeah. <clears throat> now i want to ask you you mentioned something when we was uh texting back and forth the uh the guy the two guys the, the senator that about got in a fight uh on the senate floor what what led up to that i'm i'm sure you know more about it than i do i watched the video ah. after you told me about it and uh it was just they but they about come to blows I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. Bernie Sanders is a bitch for stopping that one. Because I've seen over the past 10 years, left-wing extremists have done so much ignorant shit in so many fucking places, and they've acted a fucking fool, and they burned out. They, you remember Chaz? Remember they let that happen? Bitches. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now we're at a time where I want to see Mark Wayne dust that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. That man talks about his plumbing van. Yeah. Right? I want to see Mark Wayne a... Wait for it. Former MMA fighter with a professional record of 5-0. and Yeah. Okay. Let him go. Bruh. Like, that'll let me. And look, everything else is a shit show anyway. There might as well be right. He was ready to go when he read. Oh, fuck, I want to see it. I, that ought to be on pay-per-view. Man, that getting, would have been. We're getting into the Roman circuit. Did you watch that? Uh-uh. You need to watch that. He, This dude, uh, what's the other guy's name? I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> well, he called him out right. pretty much on the Senate floor. Right. And he's like, hey, I'm ready right now. And he stood up. He was ready to go. And then the other guy backed down. You know, you yeah, know he's the a bitch-made motherfucker. Quote it. 
Yeah. Right? Don't say that sort of shit. Like, I, they have this disconnect from reality. You know, they think that once they're politicians or this or that or whatever, they're untouchable and then they let it go to their heads and they talk a lot of fucking shit about a lot of motherfuckers and there still exist folks that might dust your shit. They might split your goddamn wig. And I have, I believe in my heart of hearts that Mark Wayne would have fucked him up. Oh, and that's yeah. that's why Bernie Sanders was like looking at the other guy like, he'll kick your fucking ass, bro. Yeah, he saved he, uh, that dude's he will life. He'll kick your goddamn ass. Shut up right now. He's yeah. a fighter, bro. He was mouthing off pretty pretty bad, and I was just like, dude, you have no idea who you're messing with. You could tell this dude, he knew what he was about to do. Right. That, that's on. ignorance of the left. Ignorance <laughs> of the left. But the uh, one thing that I think will fuck any sort of leftist extremism in this whole thing is there are a certain group of us <laughs> that realized early on in the game we're not allowed to say anything, and we just bit our tongues. Yeah. And for 10 to 15 years now, we've been biting them. And now it's just a point where we're like, all right, well, now I'm, ha- I'm struggling to keep food on the fucking table at the house. Because mm-hmm. if you're goddamn ignorant, you're fucking with me too far now. And the people who learned how to play the game of what you're allowed to say and not to say uh-huh. are now just better at this fucking game. Yeah, yeah people start like, to get their teeth very back. primal sort of like, all right, motherfucker, just wait. Just you fucking wait. Just you fucking wait. <laughs> no, I'm not capable of shit. <laughs> fucking wait, motherfucker. <laughs> You know, like, it's, like one of them little fighting roosters is like, just wait till these goddamn gloves come off. You know, just <laughs> fucking. You ever seen them? They just. I'm only watching videos. I've never been to a chicken fight. Now I, mean, I low key want to go. It's legality thing. All right. Yeah. I mean, is it even that bad if you eat them when you're done? Is it even that bad? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty fucking well up till that day. <laughs> How moral is it, really? Yeah. Now I want to do do what? Oh no, you go ahead, bro. Oh, uh, uh, a little bit more about TikTok. I mean, uh, you. I know you've got a merchandise line now, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm 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 really trying to actually pursue this just legitimately as a career because I've got these big dreams, man. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to make some top. Everybody wants to top a Hellcat. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I've been on this mental journey, especially the past few years. My whole life's been a goddamn clusterfuck, but I'm now kind of stable, and I'm seeing the equation that got me here, man. Yeah. And I've got a lot of good things that I want to do for for people. Yeah, you know, man, because there's a lot of people, you know, in fucking trap houses that were just oh, very yeah. good to me. You know, they took care of me. Like nobody wanted to be there, bro. Yeah. We were all just fucked, but by God, we were fucked together. Yeah, you know, uh, and just there, there are things I want to do in this world to kind of leave my mark. You know, it's a butterfly effect sort of thing. Yeah. You, you know, you do one thing. You get. Have you ever seen the movie Pay It Forward? Pay It Forward? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it, I don't think. Well, See, my mom sat me down. My mom was my my homie growing up. My oh, dad yeah, was yeah. not very good to me. I'm a mama's boy. I will take care of my mama uh, to the end of this earth. Uh, she made me kind of who I am in a lot of ways. But, uh, she sat me down and made me watch the movie Pay It Forward when I was a kid. All right. And I remembered it, and she was like, really, pay attention. I want you to understand what's going on. 
And it really illustrated well how you can change the world if you have you have to be willing to do it every day and you have to go for it every fucking day. Right. But you you know, a few years in you'll start to realize your efforts. You're gonna start seeing the fruit of your efforts. And uh I've been just trying to do good, man. And then this TikTok side mission is starting to kinda take off. And I'm just at a place where I'm like, I kinda I could fuck around and do a lot of cool shit for a lot of people, you know? Fuck, I'm, I'm in my life, I'm already where I want to be. I got 22 acres. I got my single wide trailer. I'm a stay-at-home dad, a trophy, a trophy husband, if you will. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I've got my shit fucking made in the shade, dude. <laughs> yeah, so man. I don't even necessarily need as much money. I'm not really that greedy of a guy. I mean, I want. I mean, it would be cool to be able to wrap a hell's head around a tree and not really sweat the bill. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody wants to. Yeah, yeah. But, fuck, I just... I'm. I don't need much, you know, and I just kind of get this autistic sense of satisfaction of seeing you do something good for one person and then you see them start to apply it in their life. And now they're changing lives. They're doing kind things for other people. And you can see it kind of grow and blossom. And you're like, fuck, yeah, because now you've sent that shockwave out into the fucking world, dude. And nobody's going to give a fuck how much money I have when I die. That's true. When I fucking keel over fucking dead, there's just going to be motherfuckers squabbling for whatever's fucking left. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But if you change people's lives along the way and they remember that and then they continue to do good for others, you really, truly have a legacy. That's it. Well, my is kind of on the same path as you. Mike is helping a lot of people. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. It's uh, that's it's, what you got to do. Yeah, my my walk. It's we we on the same journey, man, and just maneuvering right now. I do uh, AA up at the jail with the guys. I do some ministry on the Sundays at the jails, man. So I I, I, I really enjoyed. The, I, I'm enjoying this, man. Hearing you because like that lets me know I'm not the only one thinking like you. You know what I mean? Us, you know, helping people. That's what it's about. We can't take that shit with us when we die, bro. Yeah, but I tell you what, what we're doing, it doesn't do well in an algorithm. You know, like you want oh, yeah, to, yeah. like yeah. if you want to do these sorts of things, man, I'm sure you've already realized. Don't expect a goddamn thing in return. You know, That's so it. It, uh, because it don't pay. That's just how the world is. You know, like Mr. Beast fucking helped a lot of motherfuckers. They tried to goddamn cancel him. Yeah, they did. did. You see that shit? I did see it's that. It's like this sort of journey. It's gonna hurt. It will yeah. always hurt. You will always be in the negative over this sort of thing. Right. But you know what? It's the satisfaction of seeing it work when it does. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's kind of what uh, what this podcast here is about. You know, I started this. I don't know, maybe close to a year ago, and I ain't gonna say it's blown up, but it gets a lot of plays. I'll say that. And I've had a lot of uh, a lot of addicts on here, and a lot of uh, uh, people that's suffered from domestic violence and things like that, and just you know, just. I've covered a lot of topics oh, yeah. on here, not just serious topics, a lot of funny episodes and stuff, oh, yeah. but I, I think I've kind of found my, my niche in life, you know, with this podcast and getting people's stories out there and just helping them, you know, well, uh, getting people an ear to the, for them to talk to oh, yeah. is huge, is very therapeutic for people. All right. I feel like everybody has a story to tell. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There ain't one person walking this earth that ain't got a story to tell. Yeah. Yes, and there's uh, everybody, there, every single motherfucker out there knows something you don't. You know, be willing to learn. Be willing to oh, listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. 
I, I, that's, I mean, I've said this a hundred times on here. I could literally have somebody sitting across from me and I can never say a word. I just listen, right. you know, and I just like to talk to people that I can learn things from and, and get inspired by. And, uh, it's, it's, it's the same with you, Tuck, you know, you're, you're a hilarious dude, Oh yeah. but you've got a wealth of knowledge about things that people need to hear about. So just like I said, it's a matter of time before, before something big happens for you. I really believe that. Well, thank you, man. Uh, I, I would love to see it happen. I'd love to see it come to fruition. It will. You know, it's kind of oh, my yeah. baby now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm taking it serious and I'm want, I appreciate the invite to be on your podcast, man. Cause I don't know this format. You right. know, you get down to this TikTok format, the short form, I can make a joke hit pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm too much of a bitch to get on stage. I'm going to just make that clear right now. I'll shit my pants. We talked about that before on another podcast, the shitting thing. But anyway, you know, I just, I, I don't feel like it's the whole, my, the way my brain works, I don't know if I'd be able to focus well enough to do that. Yeah. But I really enjoy this. You know, and it, but I don't know how it works yet. I'm figuring it out. So you kind of took a risk on me, you know. Like, and I, I appreciate the opportunity uh, that you give me. I'm tickled to death that you accepted the invite, man. It's it's uh it's really something for me to get to talk to somebody that I follow on TikTok that I put above and beyond a lot of people, you know. So this is just this is an honor for me and Mike to get to talk to you. Oh yeah, Danny's like, hey man, I want you to sit in on this one, and he sent me a thing on TikTok, so I started following you, man, and you're hilarious, bro. Yeah. You are, man. Thank you, man. It's it's surreal. It, it's surreal. I never felt like that guy, you know. And I still I, I spend most of my time on my property. Like I don't hardly go. To, I'm it's like Copperhead Road. I only go to town about twice a year. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of got this disconnect. Like 128,000 followers. I don't understand. Like I can't fathom it. That's bigger than any NFL stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's neat. But I don't feel it. Uh, you know, uh, and I, I kind of want to keep it that way. Yeah. Well, to keep you humble, you know. I want to. I want to stay humble, and I'm realizing there is going to because I've been getting really great feedback. You know, like, and I really appreciate from everybody who's given it to me. There's a level of I don't want it to go to my head. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I always want to be the my goal in all of this is I want to go out there and make a fuckload of money, and then come back to my family and go back to doing exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. Except right. with way more money. You know, oh, like yeah. I will be clear with everybody. Like that's what I'm trying to do. I, I I want my real life to be my my priority all the time. Oh, and anybody says uh, that they don't they don't do anything for money, they're lying. Because I can absolutely understand what you're saying. That you just want to make as much money as you can, support your family, and live the life that you live now, just with more money. And if anybody says, "Oh, the, uh, I just want I don't want to do it for money or anything like that," that's a lie. You know. Uh, I, don't want to I don't care who you are. <laughs> but I, one thing I've been trying to just be transparent with my viewers about it because it just feels kind of shady if I would just go up and start doing the fucking shit that corporations do. But I hate so fucking much. I'm having a little. There you are. I had a little trouble hearing you there for a second. I'm trying to make a dollar now. I'm gonna make y'all laugh. That this big business deal. I want to get rich. You want to laugh, and we can help each other out. Kind of thing. I always want to, like, that's just how I do it. I am, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm doing those down this year. Are you losing service, Tuck? Uh, let me. 
I, I had a little trouble. <laughs> I believe you're back now. But no, I, had a, I, I had a little I got, trouble. I, I had a little trouble mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I can hear you good now. You just kind of faded out there for a second, but you're uh, back now. Okay. No. You're good, right, though. I'm, I can't do that douchey shit where I'm just mind fucking motherfuckers trying to make a dollar. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> I, I don't need it that goddamn much. I ain't starving, bro. Oh, you seen me. I'm yeah. doing okay. Oh, yeah, you are. I'm doing okay. But, you got a beautiful you know, place. I, Thank you, man. It's it's really cool. It's just like stair stepped holler. I own a, I own my own holler. Like yeah. tell me I ain't had my look my come up already. I own a holler. It's all shit it is really nice. Uh, place. But it's kind of stair stepped all the way down. We got a lot of good riding trails and shit. Uh, oh, the yeah. deer love to on the it sits just right. So as the sunrise comes up, as soon as the sun comes up, deer are running on the other hillside when they're running. Hey, did you, you know, get did you get you a deer? Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed the shit out of a doe. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. Well, I shot her, and she was doing that little death run. Yeah. Uh, she was coming down the hill, and there's a hell of a damn hill at the bottom. You know, yeah. goes down in the creek, and when she stopped on that little flat spot, I fucking laid one back into her. I was like, don't go down that goddamn hill. I'm there on goddamn man. And, and then... <laughs> And then goddamn not 10 minutes goes by and a buck comes in and sniffs her pussy. Fucking <laughs> sitting there rooting around in her pussy there for a minute. I was like, bro, she's dead. She can't play hard to get, bro. She's dead. Now, is that the video you put on TikTok? I think I saw yeah, that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there. He's just some goddamn horny. He can't help me. Uh, he's like, still warm. You didn't know I was watching him, dude. Like, I felt kind of like a pervert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, and then I, I saw one running later on, and I ain't gonna lie, I popped one off. But I don't think I hit it. <laughs> Fuck, I got ammo, buddy. You know, the fellow got a gone daughter. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, goddamn. Here's the thing, man. KDFWR is full of goddamn shit. You know, there were so many years ago, they fucking got caught losing, just fucking off with millions of dollars. That's every licensing tag you ever bought, and yeah. I ever bought, and the other guy bought. Yeah, just gone, that's true. just gone, and then they're like bad guy, and they fired him. Yeah, and then they brought in a guy exactly like him. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I see this goddamn game place. <laughs> that's why they don't do the Jim Strader show in Louisville no more. Yeah, yeah. But I stand with Strader, buddy. I stand with Strader. Strader had a problem with it. But right now, where I'm at, I'm at, I'm in zone two, which means I can kill one buck and one doe, and I'm allowed to buy one bonus St. Louis tag. Now, because I'm a landowner, I'm like, yes, I don't have to do none of that foolishness. Right. But in zone one. And so I was fixing to say you own over five acres. And then buy unlim- huh? I was fixing to say you own over five acres. You aren't legally required to, are you? No, no, but they did change to the five acre rule now. Oh, uh, but they? you mean to tell me KDFWR knows enough about the deer in my backyard to deserve my money? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know the goddamn deer that are back there. I know how many I can take and them still be all right. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Everybody else is poking any goddamn way. I mean, I did tag the deer I killed. But fuck, it's getting to the point where like that's just the government. And the government fucks me every day. You oh, know, yeah. They can spare a couple deer. I used to have this eighty-eight F one fifty. I'd hit deer on purpose with just like throwing the bitch home. <laughs> I kill like six goddamn deer with that truck, and not a one of them on accident. <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking one of them. I'd take it home, fucking start cutting shit off of it. Fucking motherfuckers, fuck with me. It's not illegal if you can shoot them with a truck. <laughs> Shoot him with a truck. <laughs> had a solid ass kill by a a bitch. One time, I was in college twice, and I didn't graduate either time. But uh, 
<laughs> so I was I would sleep on the bench seat between classes. I got a real early class, and then one a little while later. There was like a, a like a one hour between it. I'd go out there and sleep. Well, one day I'm sleeping on the bench seat in that damn truck, and the whole fucking thing starts rocking. Oh. And I sit up, and there's this bitch in like a Volkswagen Jetta, <laughs> just backing down it. Fucking my my front bumper's laid into the side of her car. She's just still back and cut it. She fucked up the whole damn side of that car. Yeah. And I put my hands up and I said, "What the fuck?" And she barked tires and took off. And I got out <laughs> and I chipped her goddamn green paint off of my fucking bumper. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough ass truck, boy. I hit it. I hit it. I hit a little six point seventy mile an hour. Uh, and all it did was crack like a little bit of the plastic in the grill, and I took it back to my parents' house. And I started cutting it up at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I made my mom get up, uh, and she come downstairs, and I was like, "Yeah, eat, eat some. It's good. It's fresh. It's fresh." And she's like, "Oh, what is it?" I was like, "Deer." And she's like, "Oh, I feel good." I was like, "You want to get some in there?" Truck. There you go. That's funny yeah. stuff. Well, listen, Tuck, uh, plug your merchandise uh, store. It's a .com, ain't it? Web- website? Yeah, it's tuckfardmerchstore.com. It's cut and dry. That's plain and simple. That's where you go to get my shit. Every bit of the, the, the text was written with AI. None of it needs to make any goddamn sense. That's not what we're here for. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want the merch. If you came there, you want the merch. You can see everything else on TikTok or whatever. Tuck. So we're going to get around. So right, it's, more so yeah, it's we Tuck. It's TuckFardMerchandiseStore.com, right? TuckFard Merch Store. Merch. Okay, my bad. TuckFard Merch Store. Turkey, 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 Yes. TuckFardMerchStore.com. Well, listen, uh, also, uh, you're, uh, everybody follow TuckFard on TikTok. Oh, yeah. He's a hilarious guy. Uh, he's a smart dude, too, as you can, as you've heard on this podcast. Really, uh, this guy really surprised you. At the at the amount of funny stuff that comes out of his mouth and the truth that comes out of his mouth, right on. So uh, yeah, uh, go follow him on TikTok. Uh, big things is going to happen for this guy, but oh, yeah. I sure believe. Oh yeah, hell yeah, brother! I appreciate you, man. Will you let me know when this is, uh, gets uh, posted up? I will. I'll text you or call you or something other. And uh, we need to do an in person podcast oh, yeah. with you whenever you make it down this way. Oh yeah. All right, where that at? Huh? Where's that at? Uh, Jackson County. Fuck, I love it down there. I almost bought 107 acres down there, but my house didn't sell fast enough. Really? Yeah, I ended up over here. Wow. Uh, no, it can be done, dude. It can be done. But I think that'd be more fun to, like, fucking set a whole ass weekend, like, make a trip of it. Well, yeah. ride four wheelers and shit. I'll bring the YZ. Oh, yeah, bring it. I got a side-by-side meet. We'll all of us take off. Yeah. There's a, I mean, you, you can head out of my house here where I live and go anywhere in the county. Oh, yeah. I, I need to get some money together. That, that YZ, I'm a big old boy. That YZ clutch is hurting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is not what she was. I'm still on my stock top end, and I don't know how, because I didn't, when I bought that damn thing, I, they didn't tell me you're supposed to warm up a two-stroke, and I could I fucking, I fired up Northern Hell one time and just laid the beans right to it. And it went, <laughs> so I just shut it off. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. The next time I fired up, it was okay. I, I guess, well, I guess it tough ass dirt bike, so I laid her down a couple good times. <laughs> I'll, do it. I'll come down there. I'll come down there. I'll fuck myself up. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get you down here one of these days and we'll, we'll have us a good old time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Like I'm trying to be doing shit like that. I'm to be doing shit. <laughs> I believe we'll film the whole goddamn weekend. You know, I'm on I, so, like, I hope nobody sees my wiener. I'm not trying to get cancer. You know? 
Fuck it, dude. A goddamn dick pic would ruin me. Just be small. <laughs> you know? I'd fucking get roasted out of the internet. Oh, man. Poor gang. Yeah, yeah. Keep them in a safe place. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, I want you to stay on the line after after we go off the air here. I want to talk to you a little bit, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Tuck. It's been fun, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yep, we'll do it again, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, go follow Tuck Fard on TikTok. He's oh, a yeah. funny guy. Have yeah, a good one. Have, Have a good one, everybody. Thank you, guys. Hey guys, we'd like to remind you that the What's Up World podcast is sponsored by Paul and LaVetta Hunter, owners and operators of Whistle Stop Express and Livingstone Outreach Incorporated. Whistle Stop is located in Sand Gap, Kentucky. They sell gas, diesel, propane exchange tanks, and they carry a wide variety of automotive products. Pride dog food, several different types of livestock feed, including chicken, horse, goat, cattle, shelled and cracked corn, and more. Pick up your postage stamps while you're there, too. Their breakfast menu is served fresh every morning starting at 5 a.m., Monday through Friday, and 7 a.m. on the weekends. They close at 9 nightly. They offer the best quality deli meat sliced fresh to order. The phone number is 606-965-7613. Adjacent to Whistle Stop is Livingstone Outreach, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that focuses on meeting the needs of the community by providing clothing, food, hygiene products, etc. They are continually working to help others through youth programs and community projects. If you want to donate, call them at 859 582 3445 or stop by on your way through.